0: Big news out of Ottawa this morning. It's a major cabinet shuffle. And I know you think, well, what's huge about that? Actually, quite a bit. Uh, Unusual for it to happen this time of year, right? Middle of summer. And you're talking about the departure of quite a few high-profile people in the last couple of days telling the Prime Minister in Canada that they don't intend to run for election in the next election. And so they get moved to the back bench. And a couple of those were talking here in B.C., including Fisheries Minister Joyce Murray. So there had to be a rear ranging. And it kind of lets you know what the priorities of the government are, especially as we do head towards an election in the next year or two. So what are some of the big changes? Well, Anita Anand has moved to be president of the Treasury Board, meaning she needed to be replaced at Minister of Defense. That is now going to be Bill Blair. Dominic LeBlanc taking over as Minister of Public Safety. That means that he will now be the point person when it comes to allegations of China's interference in past federal elections, uh, things like the RCMP, it will now be Dominic LeBlanc. Uh, Marco Mendocino uh, has been dropped from cabinet. There were quite a few controversies there. Uh, we have a new Minister of Justice and Attorney General of Canada. It is Arif Uh, We also have a new Minister of Citizen Services from BC. It is MP Terry Beach. So clearly quite a few changes here. Six ministers were actually dropped from cabinet, including David Lametti, the former justice minister, Omar al Gabra, former transportation minister who said that he's not running in the next election, and the former president of the Treasury Board, Mona Forte, also dropped. Uh, People who are staying the same, Krista Freeland, finance minister, Melanie Jolie, foreign affairs minister, Stephen Guibault, uh, Francois-Philippe Champagne, Patty Haydu. so quite a few people staying the same but also people being dropped. So what does all of this mean, especially to you? Let's find out. Joining us now to talk about that is Jenny Armstrong, instructor of the Political Management Graduate Program at Carleton University and a former director of communications for Minister Morneau and a former lead speechwriter for Prime Minister Trudeau. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. So what does it mean when we see a cabinet shuffle of this size at this time of year, do you think?
1: Well, I'm, I'm not too surprised by the time of year. There's going to be a, a cabinet retreat coming up in a couple of weeks, and, or I think next weekend, actually. Um, and so this is an opportunity to kind of bring the new people in, get together, have some serious conversations, sort of set the agenda for the fall, and also give people, a, you know, sort of a couple weeks to do a ton of reading <laughs> to get briefed up by their public servants so they're ready to go when the House uh, comes back to sit in September.
0: What, what do cabinet shuffles say about a government's intentions or priorities?
1: Well, I, I think it's an opportunity, you know, both to to say goodbye to folks like uh, Joyce Murray, who said that they, they don't intend to run again, and also to welcome a whole bunch of new faces. Uh, and, and really, I am surprised by the scale of the change. You know, I think we were all thinking this would be a pretty substantial shuffle. Um, and it is even bigger than I expected. Uh, Because cabinet consists of, I think, 38 ministers plus the prime minister. And as you said off the top, only eight are staying in their current position. So lots of pieces moving around on the chessboard. It does mean that seven veteran cabinet ministers are out, but they're bringing in eight new faces and everybody else is, is getting a new role. So... The benefits of bringing in new people—it means you're bringing in new perspectives and new energy. I think that's really important after nearly eight years in government, and it also helps to put the focus on what I'll call battleground ridings. These are these are, you know, places where the Liberals may be won by slim margins, where they need. People who are deeply connected to the community, uh, who are great at doing outreach, and who are strong fundraisers.
0: Yeah. So, what does that do and, around the cabinet table, then, Jenny? Like, when you do, when you talk about bringing in new perspectives, does that mean that you're hearing things that you know? Otherwise, ideas get old, and people bring new ideas. Is it, is it as simple as that?
1: Um, well, it can, it can be that, that case. You know, the, the Prime Minister used to say that, you know, they didn't want to be the voice of Ottawa in the ridings, that they wanted to hear from the ridings back in Ottawa. And certainly bringing in new people can, can help to accomplish that. But a change of this scale, I think, is a chance for the government to clearly signal to Canadians ahead of an election. I don't think we're going this year or next year, but it, it's, it's on the horizon. A chance to say to Canadians... These are the issues we care about because we know these are the issues that you care about. And this is the team that's going to get that done. So it really is a big reset opportunity for the government.
0: And what is the balance like when you're kind of behind the scenes on this? What goes into forming a cabinet? What are all of the things that need to be taken into consideration?
1: Well, I think... Uh, One of the things, if you can remember back to 2015, when uh, you know it made news headlines, not just here in Canada but internationally, that the government was making a commitment to having gender balance in cabinet. Um, That is that has been maintained since 2015, and I'm, I'm optimistic that it's enshrined now and that future governments will continue to hold to that. So, gender balance is one consideration. You want to make sure that you have a good mix of veterans, of people who are experienced around the cabinet table, and some new fresh faces. Regional considerations are really important as well. And I think it's also important that we move toward a cabinet that looks like Canada. And I think if you look at the seven new faces, um, there is gender balance, and there's it's a really diverse group of people, including a new MP from, uh, from uh, Terry Beach from Burnaby. So, Lots of lots of stuff goes into that process. I remember seeing a photo of the prime minister standing in front of a whiteboard with magnets with people's names and literally just just moving them around trying to find the right mix.
0: Okay, what does it say, though, when someone is is completely taken out of cabinet, somebody like Marco Mendocino, who had a relatively high profile role?
1: Yeah, I, I think M- Medicino is, is an interesting case. You know, the government had a really challenging spring, um, and a lot of the challenges came, I, I don't think necessarily from Minister Medicino, but on that file. There were just a, an awful lot of hot issues. Um, it, it, to me, it's not surprising. Again, this is a chance for renewal. It, it's a chance for a reset. Um, and sometimes there, there are people who you don't want to move, because the relationships are really important. And I think you see that with Minister Jolie staying at Foreign Affairs, um, with Minister Heidi staying at Indigenous Services. But sometimes you do need to shake things up. And I think that's what we're seeing today.
0: Okay, so what should Canadians take away from this, Jen? Jenny? I know people, they hear this and they think, well, what does it really mean to me?
1: Yeah, it, well, and, and interestingly, this is where I, I want to flag Carrie uh, Beach's new role as Minister of Citizen Services. I just texted a friend and I'm like, Citizen Services, what does that mean exactly? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I expect that this will be to leave the files that are handled by Service Canada. So, you know, the, these are important files. These are the ones that touch the lives of Canadians in a really tangible way, often in a moment of need. So these are things like employment insurance, Canada Pension Plan, old age security, stuff like that. Um, so, you know, I think what this government, I think what the government is doing or signaling with this shuffle is we're paying attention to the issues that we know matter to you. And this is the team that's going to get some important things done over the next couple of years. Right.
0: So is that also an indication that Service Canada probably needs some work, needs a little reviving? Somebody needs to get on that?
1: Uh, not not necessarily. I think, you know, like we saw after the 2021 election, when all of a sudden we had a minister of housing, I think the government is just sensitive to the concerns of, of Canadians and is, is paying attention to, you know, what, what we're worrying about, what's keeping us up at night. And so making sure that the government is there and is able to deliver on the services that you need and expect and pay for. I think that makes sense.
0: All right. Well, Jenny, thanks so much for explaining it to us this morning.
1: You're welcome. Take
0: care. Appreciate that time. That's Jenny Armstrong, instructor of the political management graduate program at Carleton University, also worked in government, former director of communications for Minister Morneau, former lead speechwriter for Prime Minister Trudeau, talking about the impact of today's cabinet shuffle, what it all means.